You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. It's Just the good stuff, baby. How are you guys feeling? I'm I'm thoroughly spooked. It's been a it's been a great. Actually, you know what? It hasn't been a great spooky season over here. Not a lot of are people putting stuff up out where y'all are. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. I I've seen you know past a couple neighborhoods that have like skeletons crawling over the neighborhood signs. Uh, Peyton and I. Well, that's fun. Made some jack o' lanterns last Saturday. I saw yours out. is already molded. Mine is already molded. And You're perpetually cursed by pumpkin spirits because you threw your pumpkin out behind your old apartment. Well, yeah. yeah. Just, Here's the thing. like a year. That's what I'm thinking is that we bought pumpkins, did not carve them, did not violate them. They lasted until Easter, if not longer. But then the moment that we cut into these pumpkins, we take out their innards, and we turn them into a you face that we can recognize as people – that's when they just start like collecting mold and like it literally the something that you saw here? this morning yeah. fully you know like it was standing up a little bit of like an underbite it is now it is almost flat outside my apartment and i am uh, trying to figure out a way because like initially i was like oh you know we'll just throw it in the woods let the deers feed on it and everything <laughs> but now i can't do that in good conscience i don't know what kind of mold is in there what happened no, deer deer killing kind do you think that maybe this year's pumpkin is like the portrait of Dorian Gray for last year's pumpkin. It's got to be like it's either <laughs> portrait of Dorian Gray or like it's the ghost of pumpkins past coming to like say like you used to treat us so well and now you do this to us. Fuck you. And it's the great pumpkin booberry. Yeah, now that's the that's the special. That's, that's our special the, right there. That's the name. Yeah, that's the episode <laughs> name. Got it before we even started the episode. <laughs> wow. Um, but I yeah, gotta, folks. Gotta, oh, go ahead. Oh, when you when you carve your pumpkins, just uh, I guess don't clean them all so well on the inside. Maybe that there's something there that uh, you know Leave it keeps them alive. Leave them goopy. Leave, leave it nice, goopy. Leave them moist goopy. and goopy in there. If 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 you take away nothing else, leave them goopy, <laughs> folks. Uh, leave them goopy, folks. Leave them goopy. Oh, that's just a good enough time as any to start the episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, look at a 175 episode of Radish. Don't know why I said it in that order. But <laughs> you said it Canadian way. I said it. Yeah, I said it Canadian. Keep it at Goopy this time. Uh, <laughs> We're will. in 175 episode. So welcome to 175 episode. Who wants a Tim Hortons maple log? Uh, I'm Will, uh, the, the devil's spooky sweetheart. Far. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler, and if Will's the devil's sweetheart, I'm Tyler, enemy of the devil, righteous warrior of the Lord. Make. <laughs> I've always called you that, though. <laughs> and that's it's uh, that's not news to anyone. Uh, with the angel on my left shoulder and the devil on my right, I'm Boo Berry, forever caught in purgatory. At least for the here, month I am October. stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we do. Do y'all want to talk about? Uh, well, first of all, Daisy Ridley kills someone with a car. Okay, so I didn't, I heard you, you guys talked about this very, like, shortly before we started recording, and I looked on Twitter, and Twitter is just, it's in that phase right now where there are no articles posted, it's just Just people saying, like, why is Daisy Ridley trending? This is why Daisy Ridley is trending. Like, no one's saying, like, for sure, it's just people making jokes about why Daisy Ridley is trending. Well, she killed someone with a car. 
So she Matthew yeah. Broderick. Yes, she, she killed Matthew Broderick <laughs> with her car. Well, no, Matthew Broderick killed, I think, two Irish women with his car back in the early 90s. I don't know why they got to be Irish, but <laughs> it was in Ireland. He was in Ireland. <laughs> well, that enough, makes sense. <laughs> I think, I don't know the full story behind this, but I think his uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off co-star, Jennifer Grey, did something very similar. Wow. Well, they, they all did. It was part of the part of the uh, initiation. It's part of the act. So did Alan Ruck. Uh <laughs> So yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no meat on that bone there. But Daisy Ridley did kill someone. That's my headcanon. Hopefully, a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good news from Denver. Uh, Governor of Colorado Jared Polis announces that the state is tied for the least number of shark attacks. Um, wow. Good for them. Yeah. Got to take your wins where you get them. Uh, <laughs> Who's the other? They're, they're, who, who are they tied with? Almost every other state. <laughs> <laughs> Except I, I read the article. Apparently, New Mexico has one shark yes. tank, and it was a guy who was feeding sharks at the aquarium, and and one bit him. Um, and okay, so we're just talking about tank. this year. No, this is period. Oh. Ever. Yeah, New Mexico's New Mexico got has one. One single shark attack. Illinois has got one. Kentucky's got one. Uh, Missouri has one. Uh, uh, okay, I know why Missouri has one. Fun fact: I lived in Missouri for half a year. Um, there's a there's a person who calls themselves the shark, and they go around biting people, and that counts. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, you got to respect the respect the hustle. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know there uh, was like, really, one was... case where like some sharks went into like maybe Martha's Vineyard or something. Where there were Martha's. Be. Martha's? Did you say Martha's Vineyard? Vineyard? <laughs> yeah, we're this it's... motherfucker said Martha's Vineyard. Get him. You know, I, I'm working up Changing from Martha's to Martha's, and next week I'll have it at Martha. Um, but I feel like there were some sharks in like similar to how they were in Jaws of just like like small canals feeding off from the ocean in New England and they uh attack some people. But I guess what like Florida is number 1, Alabama, no Florida. Florida is number 1, unsurprisingly. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. California is second. But Colorado California's no. got the great whites. Yeah, and and that guy named Shark on vacation. That's yeah. true. Yeah. He's got a vacation he visited. Yeah. And maybe New York? New York has some I was going to say, because like you're watching CNBC any night, you're, you see a lot of sharks take some folks down with ideas like, you know, Velcro sleeping bags, uh, uh, bigger bagels, uh, loud dice. <laughs> all right. Dice, all right. All right. Um, Are you done? Lines that go <laughs> diagonally. He's not done. Um, this is the rest of the episode, folks. Go ahead and turn it off. <laughs> Windshield made out of... Uh, 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 screen door. Um, Actually, that'd be kind of tight. All right, I got some news out of Hollywood for you. Let's hear it. Hit me. We got our we got our first look at Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, and the internet is buzzing. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buzzing's a word for it. Yeah, it's just a picture of him dressed like William Wonka. Um, smaller like Gonzo. He does look like Gonzo <laughs> from the Muppets. <laughs> he does. Honestly, I feel like I've hit the phase of just like something new is announced and I see a preview of it. I'm like, cool. Like this Whatever. week, people have been like shitting on like Wonka, the new Humble Eternals. movie, Eternals. And I look at it and I go, yeah, it might be fun. Which well, is, they're... I can want to recommend just... if I have to write a self-help book, that's, that's going to be my first tip. It's just like, ah, oh, it might be cool. 
Well, I'm like you. They're in a club that makes them watch movies. Right. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if they don't like it, they get shot in the head. So we can't all have your privilege of not having to watch every movie. <laughs> Ableist. Who's making the IMDb? Who's making the, uh, not the IMDb movie. That's what I'm looking up right now. Who's making the, the IMDb movie? That's, that's uh, Ready Player Three. I bet Phil Lord and Chris Miller could make a IMDb movie and it would slap. Yeah. 100%. Honestly, I mean, um, seeing these pictures is like I understand that Tim Burton gave us a pretty solid like Wonka prelude in a uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, which is oh hot take as good as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Very hot take. I'm not gonna. I I'm not was, gonna argue. It's pretty good. I, I think <laughs> it's true to the book. It's great. Super fun to watch. Um, but with Wonka, I actually thought that Wonka got shot in that one part. Okay. We're no, no no okay we're in good hands you know who's directing Wonka? It's, Phil Lord it's my Spiller. boy. It's my boy Paul King. You know what Paul King uh, obviously oh. directed? Paddington two. Paddington one and two. We're we're safe. This will be fine. This will be. <laughs> I thought was about to say. You know who's directing this? Ari Aster. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm in. We got this Colin Stetson be... doing the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> this is either going to be a perfectly safe whatever milk toast movie that's fun to watch and you immediately forget or it's going to be a huge misstep for Paul King and it's we're going to have to really try hard to get him back on P- Paddington 3. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to circle back Career for a, ending. circle back for a second. You're not picturing a Colin Stetson Oompa Loompa song. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would give children nightmares forever. If we um, get like Wonka going to Oompa Land and like they can't quite speak English yet, and, but they're just singing in just like beautiful saxophone arpeggios, and they, they push Oompa Loompa off a cliff. Yes, he hits something. <laughs> <once. laughs> I see. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. We're like I'm probably not going to go watch this in theaters. I don't care no. that it's being made, but like whatever. Um, yeah, but also like I I I don't like this trend of like look at this kooky character. Let's tell y'all about him. I'm just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. There's there's some fun in being like, oh, he's just a weird guy. He's just a I don't, weird guy. I don't need to see that he was actually just like one of us. It's not as much fun if he used to just be like one of us. It's, it's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to have problems, too. Then he had one bad day. It's like, no. I, <laughs> he's got a you know, silly I, name and a funny hat, and he makes chocolate. That's all I got to know about him. <laughs> yeah. I would agree, but, you know, just like I'm accepting this in stride. I saw, you know, pictures of how, you know, Timothy looks and I, I saw, you know, footage of him like riding down the street in a big carriage. I think this will be it'll be fun. And if not fun, we love a big carriage, love a big carriage. Um, haven't seen one in a long time. Um, can't even recall the last time I saw a big carriage. Oh, they're lousy with them here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Bachelorette and Wedding Wedding Town, Savannah, Georgia. Someone um, didn't watch the newest Cinderella movie then. I, no, he didn't. Honestly, <laughs> <like> a, <laughs> once I think once Dear Evan Hansen hits streaming, whenever it finds a home in whatever wretched place it that wretched movie finds itself, <laughs> we'll we'll watch Cinderella and Dear Evan Hansen. But that's the thing is that do? I just like I, I I take these like even if they're bad, I just take them in stride because like what it. What does a Wonka movie have any effect on my life? 
Well, people get I grew so up mad. on Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka defines me, and now they're taking that away from me. They're putting my head the canon of where Willy Wonka came from. <laughs> where they're releasing Wonka and Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is immediately being ripped away from. It's being put <laughs> back into the what MGM vaults. Yeah, they know who owns it at this point. Netflix, right? Didn't they buy, buy all of Roald Dahl's works? Dead, dead, I, I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. retroactive. I don't know if that matches yeah. with the film. They have the rights. Um, yeah. There were big carriages in Malignant. There's a big mm-hmm. fight with them. That's right. It's a fight in the carriage room. Oh, you're the city right, of Seattle. Right, right. Thank you, Everybody Mal. listened to, uh, yeah, thanks, Mal. Everybody well, listened to The Chandring, episode four with Mal. Can we please do Chandring episode five as Dear Evan Hansen? <laughs> no. It's a long time to wait, but absolutely. Um, oh, no, it's perfect because we have a friend named Evan. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, there we go. We All have right. to. Yeah. Thus, thus spoketh. Um, Sean, while we're um, here, can you real quick tell us about that record behind you for 200 bits? Oh, yes. Uh, this is Bell Witch's Four Phantoms. I'm, I'm trying to keep up the trend of posting my spookiest uh, albums that I have in my collection. Um, this came out in, I want to say, 2014, 2015, maybe earlier. Um, but it's four tracks each go about 18, 19 minutes each. It's a funeral doom out al- mo- funeral doom metal album as you, you know, um, most doom but, metal albums are. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's very few tracks and it's a wedding doom metal album. Um, <laughs> but it's very slow and it's perfectly made. It's about like four different kinds of like ghosts, um, and like apparitions, different hauntings. I wrote, I think one of my best, like little reviews about this album. You can search that up. Bell Witch, uh, Fort oh, yeah. Sean Consequence to, of Sound. Sean used to be a very uh, prolific music uh, reviewer. But yeah, this is one of my favorite metal albums of all time. I think it's great. Um, you should listen to it, especially it feels like a, a haunting. It feels like it, it's the closest thing I've listened to that feels like ghosts. Um, and can't recommend it enough. Real quick. What do y'all think about Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> he is weed. Sean, what are your thoughts on MGK as a music oh, salesman? Um, <laughs> as a peddler of music. Of tunes. Uh, people and, and come in, uh, not so much recently, but they did come in a lot earlier this year um, and ask if we had tickets to my downfall in stock, and we never did. Um, which, <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't know any Machine Gun Kelly songs. I know he had one song on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two, like the the remake that they released the, the, last the year, one. and it was yeah. like pretty all right. It's like a basic pop punk song, but like I don't know why you would listen. I mean, I know why people would listen to him, but like eh, inoffensive. Well, the story here from British GQ is he's dating Megan Fox of Transformers fame, and <laughs> and Jennifer's body, Megan, and Jennifer's body Criterion Collection. Selection, uh, Jennifer's body. Um, Megan Fox says how they met. I remember this tall, blonde, ghostly creature. And I looked up and I was like, you smell like weed. And he looked down at me and he was like, I am weed. And then I swear to God, <laughs> he disappeared like a ninja in a smoke bomb. And that's wow. the coolest story I've ever heard. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, this guy seems like kind of a tool, but honestly, after that, can't can't say it. Can't, he's, can't. he's at least a self-aware tool. Yeah. You know? I mean, he he obviously was humbled when he was punched sixty eight times in the chest, or however many that sixty five. Respect the number sixty five. Yeah. Sorry, that was a radish Jeopardy question. I should have got that right. <laughs> he got punched by uh by, by Joseph Joestar. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> That's all I know about him is that like when people like would ask about Machine Gun Kelly, I'd be like, oh yeah, all I know about him is that he got punched 65 times in the chest and had to cancel a show. And people were like, really? I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I thought this was the only thing Machine Ke- Gun Kelly was known for, apart from being yeah. in Bird Box. Well, he was also in that uh, Netflix uh, series or movie about um, Motley Crue. Oh, was, yeah. Was... Motley Crue Kelly. Yeah. The dirt. Well, <laughs> there's like a whole thread of Megan Fox doing what I can only describe as live journal readings about Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. On our first date, we breathed on each other. Um, wow. Which, like, yeah, as I assume. Most do. I guess not during yeah. COVID. That's kind of a flex, but. Um, it's ecstasy and agony for sure. I don't want people to think anything's perfect with us. I never said it was the darkest fairy tale for no reason. There's also the demonic side. Uh, Megan Fox. Honestly, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I would I wouldn't well, tell anyone that, but whatever. <laughs> well, would you do us a favor real quick and look up their age differences? Because I feel like Megan Fox is like early 30s and Machine Gun Kelly's is like mid-20s. Uh, Megan Fox is 35. Good guess, John. I think Machine Gun Kelly is about the same age. She is married no, I, to Brian Austin Green, whoever that is. I, I'm fairly she's certain married? Machine Gun Kelly is younger than us. Uh, she's married. She's married. It says according to Wikipedia. Oh, separated last year. So not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe not final. Not divorced though. Not divorced. Um, where is where is MGK? How old's he? Personal life. Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> he is, is 178. He's 31. He is weed. Whoa! Oh. Older well, than all of us combined. <laughs> we're all nine and a half is something you should know about radish i we're literally minors so yeah neurodivergent don't be mean minors i had uh i've reached that point where i just hear about a new pop star and i'm like i am older than them yes <laughs> olivia rodrigo is like 12 true in most cases well, what if yeah. what if Machine Gun Kelly is like sixty six years old? I tried to listen to Sour old? on Spotify and sp- it wouldn't let you. <laughs> it wouldn't. Brandon in the chat says he's four hundred twenty years old. Oh, nice weed. That's nice. the weed number. Yeah. Brandon is weed. <laughs> um, what if Machine Gun Kelly is like sixty six years old and those punches were birthday spankings? <laughs> <laughs> he had he had one to go on. One to go one on for the year. Um, <laughs> We gotta get we gotta get into it. Um, we're still doing spooky stuff. We're still talking about good spooky stuff this month. Absolutely, I'm we're yeah. only consuming I'm spooky stuff this month. Kind of taking a back seat this week, so y'all y'all go ahead. I haven't had much time. I've been trying to wash off this makeup um, to no avail. <laughs> Likely excuse. Likely excuse. I had to go to work like this. They ask so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Um, we've been talking, obviously just due to the nature of the season, the, the past few episodes about different horror movies and a lot of classic horror films that that really go with the season, like Poltergeist and Shining. And um, there's a few that I wanted to bring up that I, I've actually been watching the spooky season that weren't mentioned, that I think are, are definitely honorable um, entries into uh, movies to watch in the spooky season, even though it's not necessarily like the classic horror, you know, stuff that you would tie to Halloween. Um, Can we call them number one entrails? Just a little, just a little, a little pumpkin spice on it. Yeah, we, yeah, of course. Honorable entrails, um, and they're definitely spooky for me, just because I'm a, uh, I'm a fan of of these types of of movies and TV shows. Uh, the first one being the absolute fucking classic Alien. Um, such 
a freak. I, I watched that movie. Well, let me ask you guys. What was your first exposure to the movie Alien, if you've seen anything of it? Uh, the Great Movie Ride when I was three. There you go. There you oh, go. shit. It sure was, wasn't it? I wasn't three. Yep. I was six, but that I was terrified. I yep. think it's a lot of uh, people who grew up in the Southeast or who went to Disney as a kid. That was a lot of uh, children's exposures to the Alien franchise, uh, where it takes you into the the ship and it's like in like alert mode, and the alien is running around, and it's got that big animatronic uh, Sigourney Weaver as as Ripley, like sweating, just like you know, scared in the corner. And they do no it one else right remembers after it that vividly, or they oh, do yeah. it right after your tour guide turns into a skeleton. So you're all alone with the xenomorph. That Ripley's was, got your back, though. Ripley is definitely it or a calming, not. protective presence. But. Made it out alive, but it didn't feel like it. Then I was put on in a small <laughs> world later that day, and I also thought I wasn't going to make it out alive. So you park, <laughs> you park hopped. I sure did. Must have. Yeah, must have. It might have hey, been another MTM day. Into, into, okay. Um, Alien, for those who haven't seen it, um, not knocking it. And honestly, the two things that I'm talking about today, I'm not going to critically review it. They're already classics. Uh, but I just wanted to bring it up because they're, they're spooky vibes for me. If you haven't seen it, it's about a spaceship, a crew on a spaceship. They intercept a distress call. They go to investigate it only to pick up some less than ideal hitchhikers. If you know what I'm saying, uh, I'm talking about the xenomorphs folks. Uh, one of, um, honestly, you know what? Let me, I want to retroactively add the xenomorphs to, um, monster smash that we put together last week. Well, they win because, well, yeah, I mean, they'd be overpowered. You'd have to nerf them a little bit, but, um, they are, um, just a terrifying alien. And, and honestly, for a movie that came out in 1979, the effects are incredible, especially with the xenomorph. There's some hokey stuff that kind of look like Muppets, but, um, other than that, it's like you'd be shocked to to hear that that movie came out in the in the 70s. Um, although I was shocked to see a TikTok earlier this week of a clip from a movie from the 30s where like this woman turned into a witch. And I was like, how the hell did they do that in the 30s? Um, <laughs> that was movies. an actual witch. <laughs> I guess yeah, it was an actual witch. Um, directed by Ridley Scott. I don't know if that was their first film or not, but uh, great film. Sigourney Weaver's in it. Tom Skerritt. I'm a big Tom Skerritt fan. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Hurt. I don't Jonathan Hurt. Um, it's got everyone. It's got Paul, uh, Paul the Xenomorph. It's it's fantastic. Um, Alien, great film. Second thing that I watch in uh, in October, I'm actually going through my second rewatch of it right now. Uh, it's perfect fall vibes. I wouldn't even say it's just October vibes. Every scene in this series looks like they need to bring like a windbreaker or a light jacket. It just looks chilly. The whole film or the whole could be series. Early spring. <laughs> <laughs> it could be early spring. That's X Files, one of my favorite TV series. Going through my second rewatch of it, not but I watched bits and pieces of it uh, in my childhood because my parents liked it and uh, that definitely scarred me. Uh, it's, it's kind of terrifying. It's kind of terrifying. Um, it's about two FBI agents, my mom and dad, Scully and Mulder. Um, <laughs> That's four. They're a part of <laughs> they're a part <laughs> my mom, dad, and Scully. No, um, <laughs> they're a part of the X-Files division of the FBI. So basically if it's weird shit, they're investigating it. Um, there's a plot to it. There's like an overlying plot to the whole series, but it's like it's like a procedural. It's like you you watch it and maybe there's a minute and a half of of like overarching plot. The rest is just monster of the week, which is always great. Um, 
they really run the gamut of all of like different crazy shit. Like there's paranormal experiences, contacts with extraterrestrials. Uh, they dabble in cryptozoology, government conspiracies. Sometimes it's just a fucked up guy. Uh, <laughs> and those are great episodes as well when it's just a fucked up guy. Um, but uh, love the series. I don't know if you guys have ever seen X-Files other than episodes here and there. But uh, also should note one of the greatest OPs of all time. Truly. 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 I think uh, I, I've watched like the first like two seasons, maybe one and a half. Um, nice. Yeah, it's fun. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. Basis basis for one of the best tweets ever, which is also probably the best pitch for the X-Files, which is Scully. The victim died of multiple stab wounds. Mulder throws her a file. Ever heard of the knife alien? <laughs> <laughs> that is the elevator Pretty pitch. Much. For their relationship. It's just like, well, it's clearly a static victim. Knife alien. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Wonderfully acted. Love wonderfully it. casted. It's a classic. Of course. Show. Tyler, I, I really appreciate you bringing along these show and tells because I do like, when it comes to, you know, not to bring it too personal here, but like, this is like. Here we go. A, a certain aspect. <laughs> My feelings are about to be hurt. <laughs> no, this is like a certain aspect of our friendship that I've always appreciated is that like. When I search out spooky, I go for like purely like paranormal, like sure. slasher here and there. But you have always, as you revealed to us early on, like aliens and extraterrestrials have been like your kind of parent, like your spooky thing. And so talking about like, I remember when I asked, you know, folks, hey, you have any scary movies that you would suggest? You suggested Alien. And I never like thought like, obviously, Alien sci-fi masterpiece but i never thought of it as like a horror movie um yeah it's like a it's like a it invasion film it is almost. it is yeah and entirely it's like a very suspenseful well-done movie but i don't think of like aliens as like scary movie fodder for myself mm. um well i was abducted as a child so it always terrifies not, not me. by aliens <laughs> <laughs> by my neighbor that's just that's just, that's just an amber alert thing <laughs> um when you want Ted when you want <laughs> When you want scary, uh, Sean goes to paranormal, Tyler goes to aliens, I go to hinge. It's just, we completely trifecta. <laughs> Have uh, you played the, the alien game, uh, Isolation? No, I haven't. Everything Is you ever good? want from an alien game. Yes. So, like, a lot of alien games are, like, you play as, like, a marine with a gun, and you shoot yeah. an army of xenomorphs, which, like, is not sure. true to the, maybe aliens, but, like, not true to the spirit mm. of alien. Sure. Uh, Alien Isolation. You play. It's 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 like in canon. You play as Ripley's daughter, um, oh. who is looking for the Nostromo that has gone lost, and you find it, and you board it, and it's a, like a hide and seek, like Outlast uh, game where you there's no weapons. Oh. You you just hide, and it's like a full. They've rebuilt the Nostromo in 3D that you explore and get around and circumnavigate uh, and hide from the Xenomorph, which is loose in the ship. It's that's. That's awesome. It's like that's a perfect, so awesome. Yeah, it's like I think why, it was on Game Pass too, right? Yeah, it's like always like five dollars. It's it's incredible. Wow, I love that. We should stream it know. sometimes. I have it, so we can maybe, maybe for Halloween. That'd be great. Maybe I'd be up for that. It's it's, it's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> Could not play it myself. Um, uh, Sean, you're gonna be talking about your your pop alter ego, fiance, uh, right? I am <laughs> gonna be talking. What, what I'm reading here in the notes. <laughs> Once again, it's October. Uh, Booberry's back with a couple, uh, you know, lesser known, like less classic Halloween movies that we've been watching. 
Um, last week I talked about uh, I am not a serial killer as well as oh, it's gone now. I totally uh, color similar, out in space. Color out of space. Um, that's right because in my tweet I thought I had talked about Midnight Mass, but that was a week before. In any case, uh, <laughs> this week you know I've been going through Sean is weed. I'm, uh, I've been going <laughs> through weed. the what first six Halloween movies um, in preparation for Halloween Kills. I also rewatched Halloween 2018. I think it's a perfect slasher film. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Halloween Kills is out now on Peacock. Uh, expect me to talk about it in a couple days. Um, but the two movies I want to talk about that I want to highlight this week are uh, VHS 94 and Seance. Um, VHS. I misread if, that. <laughs> totally fair um vhs is a found footage horror movie like horror short anthology franchise that started i want to say 2013 um which at that time was perfect for me the aspiring horror director sean who just like loved reading about all these indie directors who had like made their way into horror horror filmmaking um and after that, I, I, you know, shortly fell off. I was like, VHS was pretty good. You know, like a six out of 10, maybe like some really good shorts, but also some really not so great shorts. Uh, and like VHS 2 and VHS Viral came out shortly thereafter. I haven't seen either of those. But recently, you know, trying to amass as much Halloween and spooky content as I have, uh, I've seen been seeing a lot of praise for VHS 94, which is currently on Shudder. Um, and apparently is they now- They made 93 other ones? They did. Um, gotta watch all the middle ones to get the lore um, <laughs> or just read the manga arcs. it is uh <laughs> shutters like biggest like independent premiere as they've had yet it's the squid game uh, equivalent for them um but it is a extremely fun time it is very similar to the past vhs's where it's just like there's this rap over rap story uh, wrap around story of just like i guess it's like a police or FBI task force infiltrating like a cult of people who watch these like horror movies and then like take out their eyes, which the wraparound is probably the worst part, but it presents what five stories, um, which I'm going to list off real quick, which is the empty wake directed by Simon Barrett. Remember him, uh, the, uh, storm drain directed by Chloe Okuno, uh, terror by Ryan Prowse, Holy Hell by Jennifer Reeder and The Subject by Timo Cha Janto. Um, and they are all, you know, self-contained, like 20 minute short films, uh, all of which, but one keep to the theme of being from like 1994 pretty well. Um, the Subject one obviously shot this year doesn't even like put upon like the film grain or anything, but it looks it is so much fun. It is like doom. Um, but there are like some sufficiently like creepy and well done little horror shorts here. And, you know, as a fan of like creep show and the first like VHS and like a lot of horror anthologies, this was really fun to watch. Um, the one I really want to highlight is I, I guess like t- Ryan Prowse's terror was really, really well done. Um, Really interesting concept. Again, I just wanted y'all to just go watch it if you're looking for something spooky to watch this season. Uh, I am. VHS is terrifying. 
the first one, that's the one, one of the, one of the like movies within it was like people who broke into a hotel room, right? They were like recording themselves in this hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start recording the people who rented the hotel room. They just like walk up to them, watch them sleeping, and they just kind of like stab them with the knife right there. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just fucked up shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like they, a lot of the filmmakers really try, uh, to recreate a, a snuff film. Um, and a lot of them do really well. And to like set these things, like these stories into like 1994. So you get like the big guy holding a large like camcorder uh, or video camera. And like you get like the storm drain where it's like a, a news reporter. You get terror, which is like this white nationalist cult pulling some Timothy McVeigh shit. Uh, Empty Wake is really interesting. Um, what else? Like I said, the subject doesn't really stick with the aesthetic, but it is super interesting to watch. Like my mouth, well, my jaw was dropped the entire time. Uh, it is a very fun movie to watch if you You're have screaming. Shutter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you have one shutter, constant scream, <laughs> please watch it. Um, if you don't have Shutter, it's like a perfect like. You're paying what? I can't imagine more than nine dollars for like a plethora of great Halloween films to watch for this season. Um, Shutter's five ninety nine, I think. Five ninety nine, perfect. I, I think I'm yeah, paying a couple extra bucks for AMC Plus and Shutter through Apple TV, um, but it's it's entirely worth it. Um, not to go on too long, but the same night we watched VHS ninety four. I, as I am wont to do, looked through the directors and I saw Simon Barrett's name and I was like, oh, Simon Barrett wrote with Adam Wingard on like your next, the guest, um, uh, what a lot of his like. Death Adam Note. Wingard's most popular music movie. I don't think he wrote Wing, uh, Death Note. Oh, Blair Witch. But they had worked together often. <laughs> of course, um, he didn't write Death Note. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Wingard uh, wrote Death Note. <laughs> oh, did he? He directed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, he directed it. But yeah, Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard have been working together for over a decade, and I've really enjoyed their stuff. And I looked up, I saw that Simon Wingard did. Uh, empty wake just by himself. I was like, that was really cool. I wonder if he's done anything else. And it turns out he has. It was a movie called Seance, released, I want to say, earlier this year. Um, and it takes place in this uh, girls' boarding school. I want to say Catholic girls' boarding school, but I don't think there's much religion involved. Um, but it, it just, it's about a new girl who comes into this like friend group who just recently lost one of their own. And they feel like they're being haunted by the ghost of the friend who killed herself. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and they like hold up. They're seance. all trying to find the guy that did this. So, yeah. They're, they, they hold a seance to connect with their old friend. And it basically turns into this like really fun kind of spooky uh, slasher ghost horror film, um, which, you know, I, I think it's like, imagine if Netflix like imagine the quality of Netflix had produced a scream film. It's like that. Like it's a real fun, interesting twist, a lot of monologuing characters, a lot of like, oh, gotta deal with this character kind of characters, but fun to watch. It's an hour and a half long, also on Shutter. Um, stylized really nicely. It I, it has Suki Waterhouse, which is a name. I think she's a model, um, but she's all right. Uh, but it's a it's a fun movie, and I, I think it was done well, and I, I'm looking forward to more of Simon Barrett's output, especially considering this and Empty Wake, which are both quite strong. I'm, I'm going to have to watch this VHS. I, I always got VHS and Sinister confused. Because Understandable. Sinister also has VHS tapes with scary movies on them. Yeah. Um, 
funny enough, uh, Sinister, the guy who directed Scott Derrickson, um, has a new movie with Ethan Hawke coming out. He's reuniting with Ethan Hawke after the, uh, the Sinister um, for The Black Phone, uh, which is coming oh, out February yeah, yeah. next year, um, mm-hmm. which a, I think a trailer literally dropped today, but I heard it was very spoilery, so I'm not going to watch it. But it seems fun. Um, yeah, he did uh, Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, he did too. Yeah. But um, okay. yeah, Sinister is a, a fun time. Um, so it's me and Jack. I don't, I don't have anything, but I'm going to go watch all the, I, I, I might, I might start the X-Files based on, because I've heard the X-Files like mixed. Some people say like, it doesn't hold up, but I, I trust Tyler you more 100% than 100% holds up. Yeah. More than it's, some it's jabroni online. Extremely fun watch. <laughs> I mean, you're watching something that's a product of the 90s. Yeah. And if you're fine with that, then you're good to go. And I'm not fine with that. It's where uh, Vince Gilligan got his start, Will. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then then he broke bad. Um. (laughs) Then he broke bad, and then he uh, called Saul. Speaking of popular TV shows. Oh, boy. People people are really into that squid game. I don't. Uh, The the game of Calamar. Who called it Squid Game and not the Cabinet of Dr. Calamari? Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, ah, the game of Calamar. As we call this. My, my, my sister uh, teaches like five-year-olds uh, in school. And uh, she said on the playground they were playing Squid Game, uh, which g- good luck, five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, like they're playing the, uh, the actual Squid Game, Squid Game, or were they playing? They were playing like, like elimination like, games. Like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I was gonna say like, like I, how are these children getting that? Because I didn't fully understand the actual Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game is like complicated. It's a like Calvin Ball. Got it. Okay. Um. Okay. So I want to ask you guys. Everyone, why? First of all, why is this show so popular? <laughs> like, it's good. Um. I'm on episode three now, I think, and like, it's it's a good show. Yeah, why is it it's the number one most watched show on Netflix ever? <laughs> I think it's, I saw a tweet that said that Squid Game and um, Ted Lasso being the two watched most watched shows in the world right now is really telling about society. And uh, I, I let out a, a large sigh. I don't think it's telling. I just want to know like, what this, what this what the key element of that is that makes everyone go like, "Ooh, I'm going to watch this right now." All the way. I through. think people just like a good death tournament. Yeah, it's that's like it, that's just me. Interesting concept playing games that you know either everyone is familiar with or just like people can get familiar with. It's mostly South Korean traditions, but uh, I don't know. It was I, I watched all the way through it too, and I was just like, "It's you know me. I have that rule about no Netflix show apart from a couple." are no better than a B plus and squid game is the most well, B plus. We fought show. that in court. We fought that in court and we won the case. Yeah. P- longtime listeners of radish will know we took you to take court over the fact that you never rated anything above a B plus on Netflix. I know. And I I'm accounting for Bojack Horseman and a haunting of Hill house. Okay. Um, well, apart from those, what? Well, daredevil season one. And, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm keeping daredevil in the B plus realm. Um, that's fine yeah uh but squid game is probably the most b plus a minus show they've released which is i mean not i mean fucking uh episode six the penultimate episode one of the most stressful hours of television ever watched my life since breaking pad mm-hmm. um but yeah you know it's 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 I think nice to watch 10. are there 10 i think there's only seven or eight i think it's nine 
Nine? There's seven midnight masses. You're right. There's seven midnight masses. There's too many goddamn Netflix shows that are on right now. Um, they, what, they, the penultimate episode. Midnight mass the same week. Honestly. <laughs> the penultimate episode. The last, like, the second to last challenge episode. Um, yeah, is the most stressful, like, stress I've been watching a, a, a show in a long time. Well, it's it's found a lot of success. The, the, the creator apparently has been pitching the show for 10 years. And yeah. Just got it. Just got his bite and got a got a big bite. Got a big bite. Um, <laughs> yeah, very happy. So if you if if you were writing the show, if you were in his shoes, you had to create your own, uh, basically Takeshi's castle. You know, controlled environment <laughs> of of these right, people doing these challenges. <laughs> what would your what 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 uh what what tournament game would you engineer? Given you know total control, total control over the contestants. The rewards, the, the the consequences. You don't have to kill them. You can. Um, mm, no, that's a tenant. Okay, yeah. so that's I was, fine. I was going by like <laughs> the same tenants of the show, where you know each life is worth what a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, you know the last person to win wins the whole pot. Um, I was I was really struggling in this. I hate to say struggling, but I really was trying to figure out shows I played as a child, um, and so I listed out a few here. Um, the first couple being, and I really, I hope there are no uh, narratives based off either of these properties um, because they were very fun and fond games of mine uh, back in my childhood. But Beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, really <laughs> love playing those. Hopefully there's no IP associated with either of those games. Um, Hopefully not. Because I would love, you know, folks in my squid game to play those. Um, Let it rip. And then I, I wrote down and immediately crossed out because honestly, if it's an American Squid Game, the game of life and the game of Monopoly, mm. too close to home. I do think a game of Monopoly where you die um, is pretty. I'm surprised that's not already a thing you can buy at GameStop. It's game too stop. on the nose. It's too <laughs> on the nose. The game who comes with the, a gun. The, the player. The player who chooses the thistle the is, 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 is immediately murdered. <laughs> um, Shot with Sean's dying breath. <laughs> he spelled the out the rules for Death Monopoly. <laughs> um, then I was trying to think of other games I like. I, like, I got a good one. Oh, go ahead, Ty. I got a good round. Uh, the Fitness Grand Pacer Test. <laughs> <laughs> get that music playing just vibing you fall behind you fall behind you get taken out <laughs> I, like, I was thinking I was like I was like, oh like, maybe they'll have to die for this game maybe I can think of a fun y'all are like no they're dying you're doing the fitness cream pacer test till a dude dies <laughs> well yeah Tyler and I have watched through all of squid games so it's just like <laughs> it's like I, the stakes are like I want to see one where TikTok stars just have to do manual labor like alright uh. Jake Paul, you gotta dig a hole for for, for an hour. Not like a, not even a, not even a full eight hours. You just gotta you just gotta do a, a skilled labor job for an hour. And I think that would wow. be pretty. I think yeah. I think I, I I think people would watch that. I think people want to see if the simple life has taught us anything. Uh, privileged people <laughs> doing their own jobs. That's fair. Uh, simple life. If uh, CEOs CEOs doing doing uh, the grunt work, I think that would be ripe for watching on TV. They were just like an undercover boss. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then they, they, they do die if they don't. Uh, right. Yeah. But like, <laughs> what if a CEO, he has to like, you know, guy from McDonald's has to work the register. CEO McDonald's. Uh, if he, if he doesn't do it or if he fails or if he quits, uh, every employee in the company gets a ping on their phone with 
his daily schedule, and what his house looks like. And I think <laughs> we all know what what would happen. Yeah, that's nothing, great. Nothing, ba -da -ba -ba. but <laughs> yes, yeah. I uh, then I, I I was I was trying to think of like less structured kit like childhood games I was playing like same like in Squid Game they were very just kind of like apart from one they were like here are games that we you know played as kids on the playground because we didn't really have any like toys or you know board games or whatever um and i came up with uh uh manhunt which also seems pretty straightforward um, solid solid kid game nebulous rules love that game <laughs> um then it's also doing cool stunts off the swings um uh, which i think i was best at on the playground um i could do fucking 360s the whole bit it was great i loved that game um, and then also running from kindergartners. Um, I remember <laughs> on, on like high school, a certain, fr <laughs> certain, <laughs> certain Fridays in the fourth and fifth grade, they would like have the kindergartner recess at the same time as us. And they would just come after us. And it was like those scenes in recess. Um, and I think that'd be fun to put the squid game participants in. Uh, but if we're talking the one, board game that made it out for me that I think would be pretty cool in a uh, you know large swath of people would be break the ice I think that'd be interesting <laughs> little hammer yeah yeah, yeah. play it in real hammer. time though real. big field of ice uh, yeah, yeah. Hammer. Like, hammer be like that fall game DDD size hammer yeah yeah that's awesome that'd be pretty badass I'd watch that if we're playing games that we played as a kid we're just gonna have like a death tournament where everyone's playing simpsons hit and run in mine <laughs> well That's it's the funny, i, I the actually saw a tiktok i saw a tiktok that uh did all of the games from squid game and paired it with the uh their closest mario party counterpart which which i thought was pretty mm -hmm. good i think mario party turned into squid game would be pretty good um i came up with uh with a different cast we can keep everything else the same, mm. but the cast that I would choose is uh, Squidward, mm -hmm. Squilliam Fancyson, okay. Blooper, from Blooper class. from Mario, <laughs> Inkling from from uh, Squid Game, uh, Ammonite from Pokemon, and Squid from Rocket Power. Uh, all participate in uh, in the Squid Game. A true Squid Game. True Squid Game. So, for mine, we've talked a lot about Nice Core, about stuff like that, and I think I've come up with one that I think instead of pitting people against each other, I think it puts kids in a position where they can kind of highlight the best of humanity. And the way I have this uh, not giftedness. Okay, okay, hang on. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. We get a bunch of college age kids. Okay. We put them in uh, like a hotel or like a like a facility of some sort. We give sure. five or six handful of them sunglasses and we say, all right, you're in charge. And <laughs> what oh, we man. do is we just see what would happen if we give these kids uh, kind of a nebulous amount of power, and uh, I think I think after a couple days we could see that like you know given a small amount of power people will not abuse it. These kids are going to be Surely. able. They're going to be setting up like they're going to reconnect to their equals. It's going to be cool, um, and I think it's going to show everyone that like this is like you know the system we have in place currently is not inherent to our nature. Um, <laughs> sure, we are we are capable of better things, and I think. Uh, my little prison experiment is going to uh, really highlight that. <laughs> Say this were to be, you know, funded by a, a California university. UC Berkeley's got me. Got it. Understand. <laughs> this is Phillips of Barrow signing off. State College. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, 
if we rebooted the Scared Straight series of like bringing kids to prison uh, to like show them if they don't change their ways, this is where they'll be, and we just put them in like a Stanford prison experiment, that might you know change their mindset a little further. We should do a Scared Straight where we show kids where like ninety percent of streamers live. <laughs> 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 We're in a two-bedroom apartment with ten people and a cat. <laughs> in a hot tub in the living room. Yeah, uh, stop doing weird stuff for bits. That's not money. You can do a lot of scared straights for like artistic kids and just like have them work behind a Starbucks bar for like a week. And like, this is where you're going to end up. You're going to write your screenplay over there. Um, you're going to be here. <laughs> We're all a little bit better, but we're doing. We're we're out here. We're uh, follow us every every Thursday at nine o'clock. Twitch.tv slash radish pod. Uh, also join our art club in Discord. Let's wrap it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for episode one seventy five. Uh, being here with us tonight. Um, I'm going to take another shower and try and wash this off. I've been Will the Devil's Spooky <laughs> Sweetheart. Far. I've been uh, Sean. Oh, ooh, nope, almost said it. I've been Booberry. Shiance. You can find me at. <laughs> honestly, Shiance may come out next year. That might be a fun one. Um, it's right there in the name. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry or Sean and Barry everywhere else, including Letterboxd, where I'm logging in all my Halloween movies and reviewing them as briefly and as succinctly as I can. Um, yeah, join our Minecraft server. This is the the game that you know got me to turn my ps4 on in the past eight months and it's uh super fun yeah help me tell tear down sean's house uh i'm tyler you can find me online at tyler from radish you can find the podcast online at radish pod uh follow our network you can follow it online at indysaurus net you can join our discord at indysaurus.com slash discord uh as i said at the beginning of the podcast hop on if you're interested in our server say please daddy will Add me to the Minecraft server. We'll add you to the Minecraft server. Um, today, in Tyler's question. Uh, Sean, I can't help but notice you didn't do it. I added a harmonizing note. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, so, Popeyes just released a new uh, themed sandwich. This is getting out of control. Themes? They have a, yeah, it's it's Megan the Stallion themed. I'm in. Um... <laughs> It's just a chicken sandwich with new hot sauce, and I'm going. I'm going to eat it. I mean, it's good, but it's like I would have. Eat, you didn't have to put Megan the Stallion's name on it. I don't even think Megan the Stallion came up with that. What in your mind would be the funniest famous person to uh, fast food um, restaurant pairing? Martin Scorsese Panera. You know what right. I'm saying? Wow! Right off the bat, you've been thinking about that one. Ruby Tuesday pop by for the Wallace Shawn meal. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stay for an hour and a half and hear some guy talk yeah it's just, it's got, you gotta sit in a booth and eat meatloaf <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go get the Joe Biden meal at Boston Market <laughs> uh, say Baskin Robbins <laughs> uh, have a good night guys send us your celebrity meals bye everyone bye everybody thank you again but yes we have no bananas, we have no bananas today.